let's take another real quick break. I think that's all I got. Um, is there anything that we might have missed or that you want to cover again? Or not cover again, but um, yeah, do, we, do you think we missed anything? Um, the only thing that I had, like, I wrote little notes. Well, I was going to talk about the elevation and how it played a factor, but it's not that big of a deal. I can probably put that in towards the beginning if you want. I don't want to make your life harder. It's not that big of a <laughs> Especially deal. after I just said it'd be easy to edit. It's. I nope. know, yeah. No, it's totally fine. Um, we, we can we can skip if you want to. I'm, I'm I can go either way. Yeah, I don't think it's necessary. I thought like it was something interesting that was different, but I mean, I feel like I, there's plenty in there. So. Okay, maybe I might throw that as a as a blooper then. Surprise everybody. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. And this episode is uh, Brianna London, and um, she's going to help us talk about women's for the Combine. Um, Bri, how are you doing? Doing great. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being willing to hop on. And I know we're talking about this offline. It's it's definitely not a, I don't want to say like an easy feat, but it's definitely a tough ask to, to have somebody, first of all, give their time, but also give their input on something, you know, as, as powerful as as you know, USA dodgeball and, and team USA. And, um, so at the time of this recording, it's, it's Thursday and, you know, it's been what, four, four days since the combine. I mean, how, how are you feeling from that whole thing? Um, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm not as sore as I, I was expecting. That was my first time playing two days since like Sin City. So actually feeling pretty good. All things considered. Nice. Now, I mean, you guys have been practicing pretty active, right? In, in L.A., it seems like things have kind of, for the most part, gotten back to, to quote-unquote normal. Yeah. I mean, it's not as, like, you used to be able to find dodgeball, like, every single day in L.A., and right now um, there's definitely, like, people who want to play. It's just um, it's been hard getting gyms because of COVID. So the gyms that we do have, they're usually, like, whatever the capacity is, we usually get that many people there every night. So in that sense, yeah, we've been able to play. Um, but it's like, we're hoping to get it to where it was before COVID by like summertime. Gotcha. That's wild to see how, like who's come back, who's been impacted. And we're just, I mean, we're just now living in a post pandemic world. I mean, it's still kind of happening and it's just, just wild to get used to. And I remember feeling the effects or, or actually seeing them during round one in Tempe, just like, wow, there's, I feel like there's maybe a third of, of the normal teams missing and hopefully over time we'll, we'll get back to, to normal. But with, with the combine, um, I mean, there's, there's a few questions that kind of want to go over and first and foremost, just kind of want to pick apart like your experience. So you, you went for both foam and cloth. Yeah, I, I played both days, but I, for like the form, I, foam was my preference. So that's what I put as my preference. Gotcha. Um, how has how cloth been with you? Like, it seems like you guys are taking it, taking to it pretty, pretty well, just based off some of the TikTok videos I've been seeing. But um, is cloth starting to become like a, like a normal ball now, like nose thing and foam? Um, I don't know if I would say that just yet, but at least in LA, it's growing um justin uh Pyan has been doing a wednesday open gym with cloth because he's really excited about cloth he definitely 
is hmm. preference cloth. So he wanted to make sure that people got opportunities to play. And the gym is only one court. And so it's a max of 30. And he pretty much gets the max every single week. And um, a lot of people seem to be liking it a lot. Um, I've liked it when I've played it. I just um, don't have as much experience with it. Gotcha. Um, but obviously, if for some reason you're not picked for foam, you're down to play cloth and, and just take that for, for Team USA, if that happens. Yeah. For sure. Um, kind of reach back for this one just because it's been so long, but how, did, how would you compare this combine to the last one, which was what, like three years ago, 2019? Yeah, no, it was so long ago. Um, right. It It's definitely, it's cool because this time around, we're picking for six teams because you have men's and women's foam and cloth, but now you also have co-ed right. foam and cloth to worry about. So in that sense, it was exciting because somebody might shine for both and it's like, oh, what are you going to do now? <laughs> what, are you, what team are you going to put them on? So that, that was a cool aspect of it. And then, um, and we also got to play co-ed a little bit there. Um, not as much on the foam day, unfortunately, but on the cloth day, we did like a full co-ed round Robin, which was a lot of fun. Um, so I like that, that co-ed aspect of it. And, um, they also did a lot of cool, like media stuff that they didn't do at the last two. So like, in 2018, 2019, they just like took a headshot of us with the USA dodgeball shirt that they give you. Mm -hmm. But this year you did that. And I'm assuming that's for if there's, if you are picked for the team, they'll use that. But then you did all these, like, like Kenneth, I, I, you probably know him from Arizona. I've never met the guy at all. Oh really? No, I'm totally joking. That kid is oh, awesome. I was like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On the off chance he's listening, he's going to be so heartbroken when I say that. But uh, no, I, I give... Kenny big hugs every every Wednesday or every Tuesday. Yeah. He's a great kid, great guy. He's awesome. He's not a kid. <laughs> and he did all like him and Dom were doing. They had us like pose different ways, so they I guess they had options. And we did all these like little video things. Nice. Like I don't remember if you remember UDC the last year they did it for the finals. They did all those player and team introductions, and it kind of felt yes. like that. Like they were really stepping up the game in terms of like the media sense of things. Thank God. I, I loved, I mean, part of the whole like hype with UDC was just seeing you guys given like, I think I call it like the Monday night football treatment. Like you're playing the, the games are happening, but then on the, like there'd be interim, like weird angles of, of them zooming in on you guys. And then, and it just, it got, to, we got to see you guys portrayed as the athletes that we want dodgeball to be seen as. So that's exciting that they're potentially shaping up for that. Um, that's really cool. Yeah, and and I think it it'll really help legitimize the sport even more. Like, um, just makes it look look more professional. And um, let's see, there was also a lot more interaction with the men's side of things. I remember, like in twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen, they were they were at different gyms, but the setup of the gym was still similar. Where the women's was like on one half of the space and the men's were on a different half. So like you see them at the lunch break and at the end of the day, and that's pretty much it. But then this year, the way the gyms were set up, um, we all did our drills on the same side and we did them at the same time. So like maybe like group four and five are going for the men's and women. So 
um, you get to actually watch the guys do the drills. They get to watch us. We get to cheer each other on. And then at the end of the, the last drill we did right before lunch, everyone did it at the same time. And so it was just great be, feeling like we weren't as separated and we actually got some time interacting with the guys and cheering each other on and whatnot. That's cool. And the, yeah, that was, I really liked that. And I, I'd want to see more of that, like, especially at the like USA events. Um, it'd be nice if they mixed up the courts. So the women were mixed in with on the guy's side and vice versa. Cause like the last couple we've been kind of, the women have been kind of in their own space and we don't really get to see the guys as much. Um, and then there was a lot more communication leading up to the combine as well. Like they actually sent us an information packet with the drills they were planning on doing. Um, it did have play calls, but the, the women's ones were different than the guys, but we got it sorted. But um, like in past years, you had no idea what you were showing up to. I mean, obviously 2018 was the first one, so nobody had a clue. Right. And then 2019, we weren't sure if it was going to be the same or what was going to change, but it was nice that they actually like said, Hey, this is what the game plan is. This is what you should expect. So I know like some people were saying they like actually were practicing the drills at home and whatnot, like some of the agility stuff. So that was pretty cool as well. That's really cool. It just sounds like, um, like they're just making huge bounds in terms of improvements. Like 2018, just having a combine period was fantastic. 2019 start to see like drills and more of a, like a presentation behind it. Now it's expectation management, letting you guys know what's in store for you, mixing the, the both men's and women's like building that like sense of camaraderie. And then, um, I can't wait to see the media. Like that's, that's probably just gonna be like the, like the, the nice little like cherry on the top of this whole thing and just making this seem really more legitimate. Um, yeah, I, I, with, with the women, men's and women's like concurrent brackets going, I understand it's, it's very difficult and you, you do have to have some kind of maybe separation because of court sizes, like round one and Tempe, you know, we've got the two gyms, but, um, you know, if we had endless amounts of resources and money, it would be awesome to kind of have everything in one gym because, you know, we could see what's going on. And even me as a, not as just as a player, but as somebody that wants to get back into recapping, be great to actually have firsthand witness accounts of what's going on and, and seeing everything, not just, you know, just men's, but, um, I'm sure we'll, we'll get there over time. Um, with the, uh, with the fact that you were at the previous combine and let's see if I can phrase this correctly. Do you, do you feel like the, the, actually, what was your favorite drill? Let me, I almost skipped over that one. Did you have a favorite drill? Um, I think the opening rush one is really practical and makes sense for the game because um, it's good to see like who gets the line quicker. Cause a lot of times, like when you're playing like uh, Malaysia, for instance, they're so quick to the line that it's really crucial to make sure you have the right person rushing against them. I mean, a lot of the top countries are great at rushing, but it just, and then having that drill, you actually have some like hard data you can see who needs to like maybe work on um, sprinting and that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, out of all of them, I'd say that one was like the most practical in my mind and made the most sense. And it was fun to see like everyone, everyone was watching everyone do that one. So it was a lot of cheering when people would get there really fast. Nice. 
that's actually a, a good segue into the original question was with these drills and with the scrimmages and the way everything's set up, like, do you feel like this is a pretty good, like, preparation of Team ESA for Worlds, like having been there already? Um, I think it's a great way to pick the team. Um, I'm not ex quite sure exactly the process all the other countries take and maybe theirs are also similar. I, I know Canada has like a training camp thing that they set up. Um, I guess this is like our training camp. But I think it's a great way to select the team because I mean the drills are great because they give you like that athletic baseline of like how hard is everyone throwing who's fastest on the opening rush, who had accuracy on this drill or whatever. And it's good to have those baseline numbers. And then you look at the scrimmages and you see how they apply those like baseline things in right. an actual game. And it's good to take like, like for instance, with, with finesse, like it's not going to be helpful to pick the team if you have us playing together at the combine, but force us to separate like, who, who can still play at that level when they might not have that same support. And then the reverse of that, like maybe there's this one player on this up and coming team that's not quite there yet, but they're there and see how they do playing with some of these like top players or whatever. So it really helps you like the scrimmages see who, who can adapt and play the different positions. Like maybe on my team, I'm the starting right corner, but on this team, like this person's a better corner than me. So I got to shift in the middle. Like, can I still play well? And you also see like, who's making smart decisions and see, kind of seeing that dodgeball IQ in that like uncomfortable situation where you might have half the team, your scrimmage team, you don't know. And then like seeing who makes the adjustments and like you drop the first match. Are you going to adjust anything? to change and win the next one? Or are you just going to keep doing the same thing over and over again? So it's really helpful to see that because it kind of takes you away from the team you're comfortable with and sees if you can still perform the same. And it also helps find those, like those little diamonds in the rough that don't have that support just yet on their current team. But when you put them in the right situation, they can really shine. So. Gotcha. What, uh, you know, coming from, from 2019 and having been there, like what, what are you specifically looking for in a teammate? I mean, I don't want to like assume anything. I know everybody still has to get selected, but you know, what, um, what are some of the things that maybe you can speculate on that, that you would want that would make or, or fit the mold for team USA? Um, I like think versatility is one big one. Yeah. But... Yeah. Versatility is important. Like if you look at us playing like, in 2019 everyone like might start a certain place at the beginning of the game but as we play we're shifting corners we're shifting middles we're we're not always giving the same look so you have to you know be able to play everywhere and anywhere um but also it's that dodgeball iq that's super important because you can't make the same mistakes that you can get away with on the international level because those other countries, they won't, you won't be forgiven. It'll, it'll come back to haunt you if that, if that makes sense. Like, so dodgeball IQ is really important, like smart decision-making, knowing um, when, you know, to pump fake and when to actually throw like those sort of things. And you can really see that 
during like scrimmages and stuff. Um, and then I think just being a good team player, you know, it's not about you like making a big play. It's about you playing with your team. If that, if that makes sense, like not like not worried. I mean, I don't know if I'm wording that right. Like just kind of showing that, you know, you can have your moments as an individual, but you know how to also play with, with the team because it's super important to, to, to gel with everybody. Right. Yeah. I imagine that's, that's probably, you know, you want to go to the combine, you want to stand out, you want to look awesome and, and get the attention, but at the same time, you also don't want to like hog it and show that you can be a teammate. So I'm sure that's a, a pretty delicate ban- uh, balance for, for people to, to, to figure out as, as they go. But it totally makes sense. I mean, it, at the end of the day, we want Team USA to win, not one specific individual. Um, the one of the, one of the questions I wanted to ask you before we go into like uh, shoutouts or, or who stood out was, um, you know, what would you say is the, is the biggest challenge right now going into Worlds as as a two time champion? Is it the pressure of taking gold the third time? Is it too early to kind of identify a challenge? Like, is there something that you guys are Again, don't want to assume anything, but Team USA for women's, what's, what's like, is it Malaysia? Is it Australia again? Is, is there something that there's, um, I say like a threat, but yeah. Is, is there a current challenge right now or is it too soon to tell? Um, well, I mean, going into 2019 after winning in 2018, there was like a little extra pressure, like to return as champions again. And you have like those extra eyes on you, like more teams are like watching your film and trying to figure you out. So um, it's a lot harder. So I'm sure this year it'll be a little bit of the same where we're going in as the returning champs, but also having that long of a break, um, there's, it'll be a a little different. Um, In terms of like the countries, I mean, obviously the big, big four, always the US, Canada, Australia, and Malaysia, but it's been a while. Hong Kong was always just like, just outside of that. Like they were always very close. So for all we know, they've really stepped up their game. I haven't seen much from them. And then you have all these European countries and I'm not sure how many of them are gonna send both cloth and uh, foam teams, but potentially you have like, team from Europe that you're not very that we're not going to be very familiar with coming into it because foam is newer to them so I mean just like being away from it for a while it's also going to be new names like actually Canada just had their list of training or like team Canada slash training camp invitees um, right before this that I was looking at and there were a lot of familiar names on it but there are also a couple names where I'm like oh I don't know who this is like this will be someone new to like keep an eye out for the same with Australia. They had their list what, like a week ago. I think it was a and, week ago. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, there were like the familiar names, but like their captain Claire just had a baby, so she won't be there this time. So someone's going to step up. And so there's always going to be new people that you're not aware of. That'll surprise you. And then like logistically, like USA sending six different teams. So, it's just going to be a lot from an organizational standpoint to like sort through all that. And then like the added difficulty of you could make two teams potentially like they're not letting you do foam and cloth, 
but if you make the foam team, you could also make the co-ed foam team, or if you make the cloth team, you could also make the co-ed cloth team. So in that sense, it could be like an added challenge because you'll have more, a lot more games to play. I mean, I can imagine you're already getting wiped out just playing um, in one division for four worlds. But uh, man, if you can do both, all the power to you. It's going to be a I lot mean, for endurance. It, it, it's like, um, I mean, Elite Nationals was three days. Yeah. And you're like three divisions. So like worlds, you're not playing that much. I mean, on the women's side, we maybe had two games a day in 2019 max. So that's only an hour and 20 minutes of play. So, it, I mean, Elite, obviously, it's like little 10-minute matches here and there, but you're just constantly going, going, going for 12 hours. So I think in that sense, like, that helps. That sort of tournament setup in the U.S. helps train us for it. Hmm. But, yeah, it, it will definitely still be more daunting than just playing one division. But I'm, I'm hoping. I love co-ed, so I'd love to do both. Yeah, no, that, that's a good point. And I'm thinking back to, like, Mark just bragging about how, how messed up we're going to get after 2019, which is, it wasn't lying, man. Like, that was, that was in a lot of pain. And Sin City even is a great, like, marathon. So, yeah, I, I totally space that you guys actually do have um, some time in between those three days to, to recover. So I guess we can, we can thank Mark for conditioning people to just go through the, uh, the gauntlet. Do you, um, was there anybody for both foam or cloth that kind of stood out? I mean, I'm looking at the, the rosters for both cloth and foam and I know that, um, we were able to, to kind of cover some, some people from when Dylan and I did the, like the, the predictions and then recapping with Vince, but, um, anybody come to mind for you? Uh, yeah. So <clears throat> starting with foam, like, of course, I want to shout out all my finesse teammates as uh, I, I was fortunate enough. I got to play with Ashley and Kayla. I actually got to play with Ashley a couple times, but I didn't get to play with all of them. But when I played against them, they were balling out when I was helping shag and I could watch they were balling out and I'm rooting for all of them. Like I love playing with them. I love playing against them. So actually with Ashley, um, me, Ashley, Katie and Z had a 4v4 team together that ended up doing co-ed and that was probably my favorite team of the entire weekend. <laughs> so shout out to them for being awesome to play with. And and then I want to shout out Lauren because I feel like sometimes she doesn't get mentioned enough because, you know, there's a lot of good talent, but she was in my first group and she was just catching everything thrown her way. And her arm is so freaking accurate that it just like, if just like, I felt like I didn't need to do anything cause she was just taking out entire teams. And then, uh, sorry, uh, Hoffman. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I know she's, she's a monster. And then, um, lastly for foam, I want to give a shout out to Taylor green, who is, was new to the combine and, I got to play with her for the like long scrimmage format. So when we were doing the full match, full matches and she was just a great teammate. She stood out to me a lot, uh, by making like really good in-game decisions, like knowing when to pump fake, when to let it rip, when she was letting it rip, she was lighting people up. 
she was staying alive in games and she took um like critique well like when it was like me joanna and ashley were the veterans on that sort of um scrimmage team and she listened really well and made adjustments and just throughout that it was like 90 minutes of playing with that team she just kept getting better and better and better um and then for cloth t2 um nicole of course i wasn't surprised at all stood out like she's a great 8.5 player which translates really well to cloth but she also was telling me she did she actually played cloth in france when she lived there but she was just catching everything and she's she, her play style is like perfect for cloth because she's so quick to the line and quick to counter and if you watch cloth matches they, it tends to be fast like that because of how little of a throw clock you have and then um jenny hodge i kept noticing her she kept catching my eye she was doing great um both in the corner and the middle and she was catching really well and she was forcing teams to have to throw two at her because if you were throwing singles at her she was just gobbling it up nice and um and her throws were great as well and then um i think jess sexton has been to a combine before i almost said that it was her first time but i think she was there in 2019 but she was just on an absolute another level she was she's just so athletic in general but there was this one play that um i was playing against her team and she jumped I, I pump faked and got her to jump in the air and i'm like oh i totally got her i'm gonna hit her feet so i throw it at her feet and just about as my ball's gonna hit her feet she tucks her feet in in this like secondary move like in the air as she's coming down to the ground and avoids getting hit and then lands so cool <laughs> like so nonchalant and just like she's so deadly on the opening rush because she's so fast too and she was always so quick in the middle it was really it's just like she was just great overall like just like pure athleticism and then um and then finally for cloth i want to give anika a shout out because um she was actually on the second wave of invites the shortlist that they sent as a second wave and i was kind of sad when i didn't see her name on the first one because I've she's from LA and I've seen her play for a long time now and just seen her get better and better and better and I was kind of sad when I didn't see it so I was so happy that they gave her an opportunity in the second round and um she was on my first team at the early part of the day so um I got to play with her then but then during co-ed she was actually paired up with me for our co-ed team and she was just lighting guys up like the sound it would make when it would hit them was just so satisfying <laughs> and so i'm so happy that she was able to shine and play really well at the cloth day and this is uh anika what's what's her last name uh, anika don't hate me i don't oh, my bad. remember what your last name is let me look it up quick and you said uh so she wasn't on the initial list that came out back in like march then yeah march? okay gotcha it's with janko okay um, yeah, they sent out, um, it was like three additional invites for the women's side. Okay. So like Kayla from Finesse was on there. Um, Becca from Invasion, who ultimately couldn't go. And then Anika. And I don't know if they sent a secondary one for the
good guys. Gotcha. Uh, Re- Rebecca Sil- Silvka? Yeah. Nice. That's cool seeing some of the uh, the veterans still coming out there. Like It's actually really cool knowing Nicole Chasen was out there too. Who Did she just get married? Do you know? Yeah, she okay. did. And moved to Dallas, so... Hmm. Um, it's bittersweet because now she's not in LA anymore and she was coming up to our phone a little bit but I'm happy for her and and I'm really happy that she wasn't gonna she was telling me that she wasn't gonna try out initially and that Pyan convinced her I'm so glad she did though because she was balling out nice it's always good to hear good for her well I definitely appreciate you uh, shouting out some some names and um, you know by no means is this like a 100% 100% in-depth, thorough coverage. It was just obviously because you were playing both days, uh, just kind of looking at what you saw. But um, outside of the actual like dodgeball, um, was there anybody that you wanted to shout out or give kudos to? Like I, I did see a lot of people thanking Brenda for like taking some people and, and stretching them out or, or walking them through like some stretching drills. Like, did you see that or were you part of that? Um, yeah, she did like a group stretch at the beginning nice. of both days. Unfortunately, I was doing like media stuff. I was helping them uh, do some interviews, so I missed that. But I know a lot of people are really appreciative of it because sometimes people skip that step before they play. <laughs> to their detriment, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'd love to shout out just everyone, a part of USA Dodgeball that put this together and they continue to make it better and better. Like this year was the best one we've had. Um, and then big shout out to the media teams for really stepping up. Like, I know we kind of talked about it earlier, but it, it really impressed me, like how, how far they've taken it from the last combine and, and then, um, a special shout out to everyone who volunteered on both days, like, um, Brett Cobble and Joe came out and helped, um, run the drills and record the data with Mark. Um, and there were a lot of players who were only playing on one of the days that came and helped volunteer on the day they weren't playing. And that really helped everything run smooth and helped us have more shaggers available. So, and then of course, always want to shout out my wife, Karina and my, my finesse teammates. Like, I love you all. And I'm hoping for really good news for all of us. Nice. Definitely. And, um, I definitely want to wish you all good luck. And as I was telling Vince, like it's, it's definitely going to be tough. I'm sure selecting, you know, the best of the best, but, uh, I don't envy them, but I, I do appreciate this. The fact that people are willing to go through this to make this happen. And, um, before we wrap up, I, I kind of wanted to just take a real quick segue into your YouTube channel. So that was, when, when did you launch that? Like was it last year? I launched it may of 2020 when i realized that dodgeball wouldn't be back for a while <laughs> gotcha it was like your, um, your covid like coping mechanism i guess yeah yeah originally i was like at that point it was pretty clear we weren't gonna have any dodgeball during oh. 2020 and i was just kind of like feeling the covid blues and was trying to think of ways to like stay connected and um you know it was safe for me to just go to the park and film like away from people. So I was like, let me, let me just do this. Cause when you search at the time when I had searched YouTube, like nothing for dodgeball would really come up except for old world matches. And then like 
how to throw things from like eight years ago. So I was like, I definitely can update this and make it more relevant, maybe get some more eyes on the sport and maybe get more people wanting to try it when it was able to come back. So, and then I've just kind of stuck with it. Yeah. Well, I mean, definitely awesome to see. And it's, you know, when, when, when people complete strangers type in dodgeball, like we want them to see content made by actual dodgeball players and not you know, get as far away from the movie as possible, get away from all the hokey crap that's still out there and just start to show dodgeball for what it is. So, um, I'm really grateful that you're doing those. And, um, I mean, they're, they're great videos and I, I think you're, you're just doing a great job representing the community. So thanks for doing that. And I'm glad that something positive was able to come out of COVID. And it's, it's weird for me because I, I feel like even though a lot of time has passed 2020 and 2021, I feel like a year, like they, they're just a blur for me, but, um, obviously you plan to continue the the series like no 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 plans to stop now that we're playing yeah um it's been a lot harder from now that we're playing but um i'm still trying to keep up with it i actually um we're, it should be coming out next week i don't know when this is coming out but it'll come out on friday next friday um i helped do a bunch of interviews at the combine with so i'm kind of partnering with usa dodgeball's media team so that's pretty exciting. So I interviewed a bunch of players who were there, like new and returning. But yeah, I have a lot of plans. Like I've been getting asked a lot about cloth content. So I just put out my first cloth video and hoping to put out more cloth stuff as Worlds approaches. Nice. So you're doing like, um, kind of like, like vlogging, I guess, because I think I saw you did that for, was it round one or was it Vegas where you, you kind of just did interviews and, and like recaps of the event as it progressed yeah i did um i've done a couple where i've like tried to vlog while i was there and then i when i post the games i add commentary so it's easier to follow what's happening but i actually i did a, it's coming out tomorrow i don't on the 13th i vlogged a lot two weeks leading up to the combine oh, nice. like how i worked out what i was eating what i was doing to prepare so i want to do more stuff like that very cool. Well, this will be, so we're recording Thursday the 12th. Um, this is going to be an easy edit just cause you're awesome and easy to talk to. So I will have this ready Friday the 13th. So if you're listening to this now, your videos hopefully out already. So, um, we're just on the off chance. Um, people don't know where to go. Where can they find you? What's your, what's your YouTube handle? So my YouTube is Brie active, but it's spelled like my name. So it's B R Y active. But if you search dodgeball on, on the search bar, it should come up. It'll come up, which is awesome. That just shows that you're winning in the algorithm scene. So, well, very cool. Um, that's pretty much all I had. Definitely, again, want to thank you for, for coming on and, um, you know, just kind of giving your, your experience and helping me kind of round out the whole uh, event. It's definitely good to get my, my feet wet again uh, with just recaps in general. So um, I think what we'll do is uh, we'll just go ahead and end the segment there. All right, so that was a recap of the, the women's portion for both Cloth and Foam with Bree. And Bree, thank you so much for, for being willing to hop on and provide your inputs and share your experience of what went down last weekend. Um, definitely want to you know, take this approach moving forward when it comes to recaps, just like I did in the good old days, um, by getting both men's, women's, um, as much representation as possible. So as I've been saying, and, and there's a reason why I'm kind of doing this at the end of, of each episode is just the mic's open. I know I said that previously with my... Um, 
predictions with Dylan, but um, I definitely want to get as much perspective um, and insight as possible and totally happy to work with anyone to, to make that happen. But um, also just want to say a hu- uh, huge thank you to um, everyone that volunteered to make this event happen. Um, as I've been saying, it's like every event, every year we could say this was the best one ever. And that's, that's a great thing. That's a great look for dodgeball and, and coming out of the pandemic, World War III, recession, all this stuff happening to be able to still talk about dodgeball, play dodgeball and get hyped about dodgeball is huge. And that's going to fall on the people that are willing to give their time, money and energy and to, to making this happen. So huge thank you to Jake Mason and uh, Brett Cobble and Joe Fernandez and, I mean, I could just go down the list, but all the volunteers that are making stuff happen for us. Um, it's great to talk about it. It's great to play it. And it's great to, to be involved. But um, last but not least, best of luck to everyone that, that showed up. Um, obviously, by action of you just being there shows that you are worthy of playing on Team USA. I will say again, I do not envy those that have to put the team together and make the tough calls, but I know that they're going to do that with the best interest of getting gold in both men's and women's and now co-ed um, in mind. So, um what can I say other than um, good luck? But um, for the rest of everybody else, if you're still with me, uh, thanks for tuning in as always. Have a great rest of your evening, a great rest of your week, a great weekend, and we'll see you next time. Let's see if this is our opener or closer. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely.